0: Everybody and welcome back to the podcast. I'm the host, Sean Boyce. I'd like to welcome my guest to the show today, Foti, who is the founder of Growth Mentor. Hey Foti, how are you doing? And welcome to the show. All good. Thanks for having me, Sean. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk more about Growth Mentor. Before we do that, I think what will be great for our audience to learn a little bit more about you is if you could kind of tell your story, give us the overview, and take us to you know where you are today. Yeah, for sure. So
1: I graduated university in 2007 with a finance degree and then jumped straight into my older brother's tech startup, which had just hit product market fit. It was a web hosting company and I was the first non-engineer hire, right? So I was tasked with marketing and sales and customer success, basically the non-technical components of, of running the business. And uh, made a lot of mistakes during the process, never had a mentor, kind of self-taught. Uh, and that personal journey of having to like wear multiple hats while you know, not really having the confidence uh, to execute sometimes. And, you know delays sometimes can be much more expensive in the long run than just diving into it even if you make mistakes. That's sort of what inspired me to create Growth Mentor, uh, which is a platform to help founders and, and, and marketers and product managers uh, just be able to chat things through with other people who have been there, done that, right? So I think it's kind of like a therapy for for operators uh, that work in, in in tech that that want to grow stuff, right? So that's that's super high level. Um, a little bit about uh, me, but uh, yeah. Where do you want me to take it, Sean, from here? You want me to dive into anything in particular?
0: Definitely. And that overview is great help. So thank you for starting there. Didn't want to so make it too long and convoluted. That's okay. I have plenty of questions. I, I promise I won't run out. <laughs> we'll run out of time before, before I run out of things to ask you. Uh, so let's see. In terms of where I'd love to kind of go first, uh, it would probably be around who Growth Mentor is for. I mean, the first thing I'll say is just that description you've given is something that I can certainly resonate with. And uh, as it turns out, and I didn't know this, both of us graduated the same year, uh, which is really cool. But you know, along my journey as well too, what you are describing in terms of probably some of the problems or challenges that Growth Mentor solves for your target market is plenty that I've experienced as well too. So, got a lot of value for what you do, obviously, uh, because it's something that I've needed as well. But anyway, in terms of where I kind of want to go first is. Can you talk perhaps more about like what uh, Growth Mentor is, who it's for, your target market, kind of the ICP and what that looks like?
1: For sure, for sure. So our ICP uh, is generally fa- founders and marketers for the most part. So 65% of our user base are startup founders, around 25% are marketers and around 5% or so are PMs. Uh, and these are all people that, have a growth mindset for the most part, right? And realize, hey, you know, I don't know everything. And 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 that's okay, you know. But I, I, I want to talk to the people that have solved the exact issues that that's uh, I'm facing and just kind of learn from them. And the the big job to be done, I think, for for most of our members is just reducing the unknown unknowns. Right. It's one thing to, to know that you don't know something. Like I know I, I don't know a lot of things. I'm terrible at coding, I'm very bad at design, but I know that it exists and I should probably find somebody who knows how to do them a hell of a lot better than I can. Right. But if you don't know something exists, I mean that's that's really where these sort of fatal mistakes can come into play and, and bite you in the ass. Right. So our, our objective is to help people avoid the mistakes and the failures that are avoidable. Because there's certain mistakes and failures you need to make to grow. You know, my favorite analogy here is you go to the gym and how do you grow muscle? You, you break it first and then it rebuilds, but you go with the wrong form into the squat rack. You know, you put way too much weight and you can be out of action for, uh, indefinitely, right? And I think it's, it's these sort of mistakes which are really unnecessary. And I think that's that's where mentorship can come into play. Uh, just learning from other people's um, fuck ups. <laughs> Sorry to, for the French, but uh, yeah.
0: Good. That's, a, that's a good analogy, I think, as well, too, because and so many of us wind up here, right? Regardless of where we were in our education, background, career, when you are ultimately thrust into the limelight of having to run everything for yourself or figure it out, mm-hmm. it becomes painfully obvious the gaps and what you don't know. Right. Uh, yeah. Can be intimidating, can be exciting, some mix between the two. Right. But for those of us that do take that plunge, it quickly becomes pretty obvious about not what you do know, more importantly, what you don't know. And then that can become overwhelming as well, also because you're like, there's really not, there's not like a great manual for this. Right. Like there's a bunch yeah. of books out there, Lean Startup, et cetera. But, you know, they don't have, they don't all have everything. You need to go find probably like, a specific you need a specific tool to do a specific job and it can just figuring that part of it out can be can be pretty overwhelming so Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more too about the kind of the value proposition for that target market the value that they get out of it maybe some of the wins that you've experienced or some of your customers have shared with you in terms of crediting growth mentor with helping solve some of these problems and challenges That'd be really cool to hear about.
1: Yeah, so the 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 value prop Let me frame it into a frame of like what the alternatives are, right? So, and this is this is very personal to me because it's one of the reasons why I made it. So, when it, it was the year two thousand and twelve, uh, um, uh, this was a year digital ocean really started exploding, right? And we were in the same market, virtual servers. We were selling, and I had up until at that point, I had done pretty pretty well with SEO it became clear that we needed to diversify into new channels so i tried to teach myself uh, pbc uh, so i could do google ads my own google ads and facebook ads because i hired some agencies and freelancers and they did an abysmal job i knew enough to know what that expert not refreshing your creatives in two months is not a good thing right <laughs> so i i read every blog post under the sun about it and you know took hours and hours of courses and there, I realized there was an inverse relationship between my productivity and the amount of content I consumed. Right, it was a paralysis analysis. I I just read so much, I had all these different conflicting views. You know, should I go broad match? Should I go super specific? Are skags dead? Like it's so much. And I just wanted to, I had my idea of what I had to do, but then because I had read all, all these conflicting ideas, it it, it it prohibited me from executing sometimes. So that's for me where the real value of talking to somebody. is, I'm not even going to mention growth. Partners, just talking things through out loud with someone else, because the moment that you can verbalize your thought process out there, just the fact of, of verbalizing it, right? Even if you're verbalizing to a rubber duck. I know you're into product and 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 Dev Sean, so you probably know what rubber ducking is, right? Just line by line, you know, debugging your code you know, you're, you're, you're talking out loud. So your, your, your vocal cords are moving, right. It, it's, it's a physical thing and it really helps with problem solving, right. To be able to talk something through. Right. And I think that's, that's really the value prop that, that we offer. is that ability, not just to talk to rubber duck, but to somebody else who can offer a perspective as well, who's been there and genuinely like wants to help. Cause so I think that's, the differentiation be, between a mentor and a consultant, right? So a consultant is doing it just for extrinsic motivators, whereas a mentor is intrinsically motivated to help you because it's also a little bit selfish on their part, but it's a good kind of selfishness, right? It feels good to help somebody else out. Maybe it's the ego thing going on because, oh my God, like someone's taking my advice, but whatever it is, I think that there's positive externality. So like, I'm not going to say here and nitpick about motivations. It's definitely a good thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, just being able to, to, to focus on that, to, to, to index highly on execution, I think is the key is the fastest way to learn, right? So learning by doing, and it's just a lot easier to, to execute when you've got a support system, right? And you can say, Hey, I'm thinking about executing this campaign. These are the settings where I'm thinking about hiring this new VP of growth. Should I do it right now? What's your situation? All right. So having that support system, so you have to just rely on reading blog posts and listening to podcasts as awesome as it is to ingest content via podcast. At the end of the day, everybody's situation is completely unique. Right. So like I have my industry, I have, you know, my specific situation going on. Right. It's it's so nuanced. Right? So the advice that I'm going to give to you is completely different to somebody else based on the context. And that's, that's lost when you're just consuming content. I mean, it's not even there. So that, that's, that's really the, the, the core value prop. It's just getting that
0: personalization uh,
1: that, that you're not going to get from passively consuming.
0: Yeah. That's excellent uh, example as well. And it's almost, you can think of it uh, myself, personally, I've also invested a ton in mentoring and advisory services and and the like. And it's been very beneficial, I would say, for all the reasons that you mentioned. Other elements that I would add to that as well, too, is like the uh, the forest through the trees problem, as it's often described. Like You were just articulating well as you went down the rabbit hole that is SEO or PPC, and you're trying to figure these things out. And Someone who may be looking from afar can kind of see it from a different perspective than you can. So having those regular touch points, it's easier for them to help guide you to ultimately get to where you want to go, right? Because you don't necessarily just want to become an expert in that one thing. You want to ultimately achieve that outcome. That is why you set off on that journey to begin with. And then the accountability piece, I think, is a big one as well. That's just having someone who's almost helping hold you accountable to what your goals are that you want to achieve. and. The example you gave is great from a balanced perspective isn't like, are you getting too lopsided in one area or the other, because it's easy for probably people that have personalities like ours to just get hooked into something and then almost kind of get stuck there. So having that help really helps you, you know, enable you make the the progress that you need to, to ultimately Mm -hmm. get to where you want to go. So I see that being a big part of it as well.
1: Yeah. The, the way I describe mentorship is like, it, it helps you connect the dots that you didn't even know existed. Right. Like so like many, many times, like I'll talk to, I'll talk to somebody and, you know, Hey, you know, I need some help with my Facebook ads or my SEO or whatever, we just zoom back, and there's another channel. Potentially, they weren't looking at, or another approach, or you know, a slight little tweak. It's like a chiropractor, in a sense. You go, ah, you know, that little snap, and just you know, you see things differently, right? Or the neurons transmit in a more efficient way. So, just as an example, you mentioned on the previous question, like, what are some success stories? Just yesterday, I got this one from one of the one uh, from from a mentee. She's like, I jumped on a mentor call and I I I just quit my. She was a product manager working in corporate, making a six figure salary, and she decided, hey, you know, I I really don't want to do this. I want to do my own thing, and she was doing consulting. And the mentor's like, what you're charging, like not enough for the value you're offering. She's like, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, like you could easily double your price. She's like, no, but it's not good. And he's like, no, you're really good. She's like, what? What? No, no, no. She's like, you're really like, and just that one call, like, the next day she doubled her rates and she got three clients with a double, you know, rate. And then a month later she doubled the rates again, right? And she got four awesome. more clients with a, with a with a with a quadrupled rate, right? So sometimes it just helps with imposter syndrome as well to talk to somebody that you deem to be like a badass at X Y Z topic, and then you talk to them and you're kind of like benchmarking what your thoughts are against theirs, and you're like, actually. We're like on the same level, right? Like they, you know, we get each other, like it's flowing in the conversation. I'm actually pretty good. You know, so it really helps with imposter syndrome as well, just to be able to compare yourself to other smart people. You know, and I I find that's actually one of the one of the most like. Low-key underrated benefits of, of 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 talking to different people, you know, mentors is is just being able to have a, an index to compare yourself against and see where you stand because so many times like we underestimate ourselves and we think ah oh, everybody knows that or you know what do I know you know we're so we're our worst critics right if you have somebody else on the other line that you can talk to generally people are good and nice and they're gonna tell you if you're if you're you know, if you're delusional or if you're if you're if you're the opposite and you're underestimating yourself. And I find that more often than not, it's the latter.
0: Super well said. A ton of valuable elements in there that we all get stuck in, regardless of how much preparation work we do, experience we have, how many times we've been doing this. It's just it's like the other element where. People may be dieting and exercising; they're trying to change their like physique as well. Too, you're seeing yourself every day, right? As you're going through the motions, blocking and tackling, but then someone you haven't seen in a couple of weeks sees you, and it's like, wow, like what a transformation! You know what I mean? But that yeah. is not as obvious to you because you've just been grinding at it all day, every day. So that's a great point as well. Um, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit as well, too, from a growth month, uh, perspective of growth mentors progress. Uh, mm-hmm. Where are you at at the moment phase wise? What have you accomplished? And then ultimately, I'd love to hear more about, too, in terms of like what your plans are for future growth from here. For sure, for sure. So, we
1: launched in 2018, uh, September, and we're closing in on the five years of operations. And uh, I'll tell you some stats that are public right now. So, we, we, we've done around 30,000 sessions on the platform so far. Every month, around 1,200 calls are, are being booked on, on Growth Mentor uh we've got over 560 mentors out of like 4,000 that have applied so we're pretty um specific on 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 who can join you know revenue i know a lot of people are like super gung-ho about sharing their mrrs and all of that but you know we like to keep that close to the chest but it's uh you know uh it's 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 enough to uh avoids the temptation of raising funding from VCs, right? So we're very uh, happily bootstrapped and profitable and, and growing month over month for the last, um, well, since we started, right? And for us, you know, we, we, we've kind of embraced this notion of a lifestyle business. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people kind of shy away from it, like, what do you mean a lifestyle business? Don't you want to get rich? I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of, right? You want to live your life and style it the way you want, right? So it's a lifestyle business, you know, and, and, and for me, like my just work-life balance and, and and having, and I, I, I laugh internally saying work-life balance because I'm, I'm one of the most like crazy workaholic people I know, but like, yeah. I'm okay with that. It makes, it energizes me to work. Right. So like, it's awesome. what every it, different strokes for different folks, you know, and um, yeah, we're in a, just generally a pretty, a pretty good place right now. Uh, and um, yeah, well, in terms of the future plans, just keep doing what we're doing.
0: Love it. There's so many things I want to unpack there, but most importantly is the basically the bootstrapped, as I would probably describe it, element to what you've done. And I want to dive into that a little bit further. There's another thing that you mentioned as well the like, I call them vanity metrics, but like the obsession on revenue and growth for growth's sake and all this kind of stuff, which I think more often than not, you know, I'm not saying they're unimportant, but they can be a real distraction, especially mm-hmm. for folks that are trying to take the like unicorn mentality approach. There are so many businesses out there that can be very successful and create, like you just said, the lifestyle that you want, right? You still are you still have the potential to work as much as you want to, right? I'm just like you, right? I work a ton, but I don't expect that necessarily from my team. I want them to just like get the job done that I need them to do and then. Besides that, spend their time doing it whatever they would like. Right. And many yeah. of those cases for me that might be work, but I get a lot of enjoyment out of that. So I want them to do what they love as well, too. And like that creates a that should ideally create a great life in addition to having, you know, getting a lot of value and out of the work that you do. But um the bootstrapped kind of element or having the control component, not needing to be beholden to a source of funding from a third party, which hasn't been, you know, in the trenches with you doing all of this work, really truly understanding everything about it. but you know, instead exercising judgment on you know whether or not you get to pass go kind of thing, like do you get to continue on along this ride or not? that is that to me has always been a, a kind of a disadvantageous position to be in. and I hate when entrepreneurs are faced with, Kind of that conundrum, especially for a lot of folks that are innovating in cool areas and providing a lot of value. I want them to, they're doing the hard work, right? Like you're doing the hard work creating a lot of this value, providing a service that people need. And I want uh, that control to be in the hands of the folks that are bringing that value, so to speak. Now, understanding understandably so, investment may be needed uh, depending on your type of business or at certain points, but I think the, how people typically approach it is could probably stand to be improved. I'd be curious to get your take on some of this as well.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, first of all, let me preface what I'm going to say with you know, on un- un- the definition of cancer is just uncontrollable growth, right? So you know, growth at at any cost, and and then you could see this a lot with some of these unicorns who, you know, they're you just look at their statements and just billions of losses like year over year, like what what the hell is that, right? Do you really right. want to? do that like or then i hear other uh stories all the time where founders have raised uh significant rounds and exited and then left with a payout of like i don't know a million dollars or something after all of that work right. because it's been diluted so heavily right so you know um the uh the choice of whether to go with funding or not it's a it's a it's a it's a real um road like a, a decision that I I hear very often from founders that they're they're currently facing right and sometimes they feel like they, they can't not like they have to it's just the right of passage but there's so many other ways to do it and for me one of the most like the, the ways that I've personally um, done it is uh, I just upskilled myself in different roles right so like I would pay $80,000 for a product manager. I'm like, okay, well, why, why should I? Do, like, let me just, you know, read some articles and take some courses and, you know, learn from some mentors as well and um, just do it myself, right? There's SEO, like I run all of the content. I run all my PPC campaigns myself. Like I do the work of four or five other people, but I know that at most of these VC funded startups, it's only around 20% of the employees that do most of the work anyway, Right. So if I can get myself to that efficiency level where I'm working at the output of your A players at some of these VC funded, I can do the work of an entire department. Right. Like I've that, uh, my previous company that I worked at, my brother was the founder of that company, that web hosting company. I've seen this firsthand. This guy was a machine. Right. So he was he's the, the most genius sysadmin uh, sys admin I've ever seen. He's doing the work of 10 people. Right. And I saw that I, you know, he was he was my first original sort of growth mentor, shall we say, right, that that I benchmark myself against. I'm like, if that guy can do all of this work, I can definitely run my Facebook ads as well. And the SEO. Right. So it's about having that sort of benchmark to compare yourself against and see what's possible. Right. Because, you know, there's you just the human body. You look at the ultra marathon runners, what they're capable of. it's, It's just fascinating where our limits really are. So yeah if, if you want the, the, the for me the, the the most efficient like honest to god truth of how to avoid funding just learn how to do more jobs yourself and then you don't have That's to awesome. hire other people.
0: I mean it's Love pretty it. simple and it's part of the journey too right isn't like if there are things about this journey that you know folks completely understandably so there may be things that are so far removed from your level of skill set that you need help I get that. But if you don't want to do any of it, <laughs> maybe the journey, you know, that's, that's a part of the experience, right, is being able to create your own thing, innovating, figuring some of these yeah. things out. And I love to, you know, similar to you, I've taken a pretty much a similar approach in that, well, I want to kind of figure out how to do it myself first and then try to make it effective. And if I can make it effective, great. Then I have an option in terms of, do I then want to optimize and make it efficient as well? Or do I want to hire some help, either train someone or bring someone in who has a little bit of expertise, right? And that might depend on what I want to maintain and what I want to delegate or outsource. But I typically don't do that until there's enough where it makes sense to actually bring someone in to fulfill that role. until then, I would just it would just be an inefficient or just like a poor financial decision. So I love the focus away from what I'd consider to be more distracting vanity metrics. you know, I'm not saying it's unimportant, but like revenue as opposed to profitability, right? Profitability, to me, what it really means is like financial freedom, right? If you can build your business to become profitable, Now you have additional funds that you can choose to do with whatever you'd like, reinvest back into the business, share some as distributions, take as salary, whatever you want to do, right? But you have that control that if you're, like you said, if you're just growth for growth's sake, now you're on a very different path. And I I know there are some companies that have had success with that, but I still, you know, the economics and the accounting and all the kind of stuff that I've studied about what, what constitutes... A relatively healthy successful business almost none of that stuff has falls into a lot of those fundamentals when i take a look at it as such i typically don't recommend it right i know some people go for it but what i'd very much rather see people do is essentially do what you've done with growth mentor
1: yeah. I mean, I, there's a site called uh, acquire.com, Andrew Gazdecki, right? And you can go over there and you can list yeah. your startup for sale, right? Mostly bootstrap. You know, if you can get your company up to doing a million dollars ARR, you could easily get a five, six, seven multiple, right? $7 mm-hmm. million, that's life-changing amounts of money, right? And you don't need to raise anything to get, I mean, most of the times so you don't really need mm-hmm. to raise that much to get to, to that level of revenue. Uh, I mean, you'd have to what, sell it to get to get to clear to net 10 mil I mean, and if you had fifteen percent diluted equity, I mean, you'd have to sell for well, over a hundred million. I mean, it's
0: uh right. It's an excellent basis. point, right. And how many right. companies legitimately are going to have that chance, you know what I mean to like grow to that level? And that is really involved. instead, you can build you have significantly higher odds of creating a smaller business, but having potentially life-changing exit if you keep that operation relatively small. and you don't need to, you know, that's one of the things about like if you take on investment, that changes the game entirely, right? The numbers are just very different. And especially if you've given away the majority, yeah, control might be out of your favor as well, too. In terms of like if you do get a legitimate offer where you would make something that you would take, you may no longer have the ability to actually ultimately accept that. That might be outside your control. And I know we both know people that have been in that position. Many of them uh change basically strategies moving forward to keep themselves from having been in that in the future mm-hmm. as well
1: for sure and i think that the incentives generally are get misaligned uh between totally. the it's it's you're you're working for your for your investors uh to a to a large degree
0: true well said Fodi. thank you so much for being here this was awesome i love geeking out about this with you i'm excited about the progress of growth mentor obviously congratulations are in order and you know we want to obviously have you back on the show talk more about where you're going from here you know there's like exciting things right around the corner so please do keep us posted in the interim, please let me know, you know, uh, as part of this episode, where can people go to learn more about Growth Mentor, get involved, find out, you know, yeah. uh, what's available for them. And then anything else that you might have in terms of if people would ultimately like to reach out to you or get in contact, please let them know what the best way would be to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, growthmentor.com, if you want to check out the website and to get in contact with me, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, always available on LinkedIn. You can just reach out to me over there. That's where I'm usually the most active on
0: socials. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you, Foti. I appreciate you being here and uh, best of luck from here. We're excited for progress. All right. Thank you so much for having me, Sean. Thanks for listening to this episode of Product Launch. I hope you got value out of it. I like to feature product people on my podcast because that's who I love to help. I'm a product strategist and I can help you scale your business and grow your profit through a product. If you'd like to learn more about how I can help you, email me at sean at nextstep.io at sean, S-E-A-N, at nextstep.io nextstep, or visit my website at nextstep.io that's nxtstep.io